1: This is something we talked about with you know that none of us have a ton of experience of it but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys and we just thought it'd be better we wanted the ball third Um both teams matched and scored we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win and um, we got that field goal so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal and if if we did then we thought it was in our hands after that.
2: Now back to overtime with Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. That was Kyle
3: Shanahan post game tonight in Vegas after his team fell to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, twenty-five to twenty-two. Asked why he decided after winning the toss to begin overtime, wanted the ball, uh, and in all years of NFL football, wanting the ball to be to begin overtime uh, is correct, one hundred percent the right decision. You always want the ball to begin overtime. However, this was the first postseason game that featured overtime with the new postseason overtime rules. Instead of any touchdown at any moment, including the first drive of overtime, immediately ending the game, now a team that scored the touchdown on the first drive in the postseason, they got to go back out on defense and deny their opponents from scoring a touchdown. So both teams, no matter what happens, have a chance to possess the ball. Kyle Shanahan citing um, almost the... The ability to end the game in sudden death on the third possession of overtime as if it were the first possession of overtime in the old ways the game was played— That's why he wanted the ball to begin. I also think there is a point about the defense being gassed and winded and giving them a breather because they were just out on the field for a very long Chiefs drive that tied the game up at the end of regulation. Uh, But Shanahan pointing to wanting the third possession when it would be sudden death if the two teams were equal through a possession each. Uh, But that's not guaranteed. It never got that far because the Chiefs got into the end zone and the Niners didn't.
4: I do not fault... Kyle, for taking the ball.
3: That feels like relatively... Yeah. F- I mean, it's it, like, okay.
4: 50-50, like, I mean... I can see the rationale behind it. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Like, go down, score seven, at least get some points, and force KC to have to score against your defense that it played lights out the majority of the game. And... <laughs> we well, to put it that way. It, it, that was
3: not Shanahan's worst moment or decision no, of the game.
4: No, it, it was not. There were many more you can point to, or at least... I mean, more clutch moments you can point to. But what I don't understand, and maybe he maybe he dove into it further, or maybe he'll dive into it further on the x interviews later this week. But I don't get, and, and you said it as well, I don't get why you're playing for a scenario which may never occur. Why are you just saying, okay, we'll go down, we'll score some points, three or seven, okay, I had no problem at the time taking a field goal, whatever, you have to get some points. Force Casey to have to score against you, Right. I don't understand if the plan is to, well, we'll score three here. We'll hold them to three. Then we'll get them on the third try. Why do you score seven now? And if their defense stops them, we aren't even having this conversation. Like, it really is semantics, right? But it did feel like, or hearing Shanahan, it does sound like, the idea was, well, we'll put up some points, they'll put up some points, and then when only if we score, we can win the game. Why? You play to win the game. No, you don't play to. Oh, it's overtime. I got to outsmart KC here. It's like I get getting the ball first. I get you letting your defense get a rest. But it's like you're you're playing for, you're playing for an opportunity that doesn't even exist. Why <laughs> just score points? Seven or three. It you did. Your defense didn't stop them. They won the game. But the reality of it is, why is your mind even going to that? Who cares? You think Andy Reid cares? If the Chiefs got the ball, they would not have said, we're going to get three and hope you don't score a touchdown. That way, if you get a field goal, we'll beat you next time. No, they're going to score seven and win the game. And then stop you the on defense. Like, it's such a weird Well, I mean, to be concept. fair to Kyle,
3: he wanted to score a touchdown. He just didn't, but... I mean, if they scored yeah, score right. a touchdown and they got on, maybe what we should be talking about, instead of the decision to take the ball, or at least the reasoning that Kyle had for it, maybe what we should be talking about is Kyle Shanahan on that first and Niners' only possession of overtime. You have the ball, uh, let's see, after a, a nine-yard, pardon me, after a Christian McCaffrey six-yard run, you have second and four from the Kansas City nine-yard line. Second and four from the Kansas City nine-yard line in overtime. Yep. Uh, Then you run it, no gain. Third and four from the nine. And that's when you you try to throw, like, a fade out to Juwan Jennings, right side of the end zone. Never had any chance of happening because Chris Jones came unblocked. First of all, how is Chris Jones on a third and four in overtime (laughs) from the Kansas City nine on the doorstep of the end zone? How is Chris Jones, of all people, unblocked? Third down is Chris Jones time. It's money time for Chris Jones, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. You gotta at least put a body on him. I mean, even Hassan Reddick in the NFC Championship game last year. Put a backup tight end and block him. At least put someone in front of him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should be talking about the execution of the offense once they got down inside the 10 yard line. You you get nothing on a run on to McCaffrey, and then on third and four. Seems to me like Kyle Shanahan wanted to avoid a decision where he was thinking about going for it on fourth down. Through, I was thinking, run it, get a couple, fourth and two, maybe run it again. He uh, throws it, tough play to to uh, to Juwan Jennings in the right corner of the end zone, a fade had no chance because Jones was right there. He kicked the field goal. Mahomes gets a touchdown as almost most people expected, <laughs> and the game's over. Yeah, so. I think you can you can be upset about the decision to take the ball. Maybe you'd want it the other way. This is the first time this rule has been in effect. I think you're rarely going to have these instances because it will only be in effect in the postseason, yeah. and this is only the second uh, <laughs> overtime game in Super Bowl history, so it might take a while before you get some real raw data about it. Maybe the bigger issue is what happened once you got inside the 10 on offense.
4: And it's so funny because this offense, I believe, all year was the number one red zone offense all season. Like they were the best at executing in short yardage red zone situations. And fair to the KC, like Spags and, and those guys, Reed, Carlathis Jones, like they were good when it mattered most. Like they made plays. To stuff CMC is not easy. Like people on YouTube are saying, you're forgetting Spags exists. No, no one's forgetting Steve Spagnola exists. He's a, we talked about it.
3: The greatest defensive like coordinator this game has ever seen. He's so
4: good. And you had him beat twice. And in this game, I don't blame Kyle for taking the ball. I don't blame them even for the play calling. I believe it was Philmo Mike who brought it up when he said that Kyle runs certain plays he doesn't have the personnel for at times. And I don't know what that play looks like. I have to go back and watch it. But... Chris Jones doesn't get free unless there's miscommunication. You have two timeouts. I think you had three at the time. You may have had the look you wanted, but if there's, in that moment, if you don't know what's happening, I am double and triple asking, Brendel, you got it? Banks, you got it? Burford, you got it? Like, I'm making sure we're all on the same page. And they can say, yeah, and they may not have it. Okay, that's football. But I am triple checking, And, and, and that's on Purdy, but, like, if you have the look you want, which I think they did. I don't know if someone missed a block or whatnot, but you cannot let Chris Jones, of all people, who had like five batted passes in the 2019 game, 2020 game, crushed Mike Person all year long, and the biggest play of the game, or at least one of them, stuff CMC. and then Or lights pretty up, incomplete pass, field goal. It just... In that moment, I really can't blame anybody. It's like, well, that sucked. They made a play we didn't. Great. Okay, that's football. But, Tissue, <laughs> that's, that's football in overtime in the freaking Super Bowl. And sometimes things don't go your way. Sometimes they do. But, again, in overtime, there's so many moments leading up to it where it shouldn't have got that far. And it's those moments before I can blame for what happens after. It's those moments before overtime, before the fourth quarter, I could point to and say, had you done this, 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 that, and the other, you wouldn't have gone to OT. You would have won this game and had a 17-point lead, whatever it is. It's just not executing in the red zone, on third downs. They were awful on third down Two today. Two turnovers. They were 3-12 and 12 on third down today. Put themselves in positions on third and 12 and 3-11, and 11, like, for consecutive drives. They got
3: behind the sticks so often. It felt like pulling teeth the offense. There was a in point in the second half.
4: There was a point in the third quarter. On the screen said on average like third and 12. Third and
3: 12. <laughs> it's like the average distance win? on third downs for the 49ers on offense was like third and, and 12. And it's
4: third and 12 with a hindered Debo and a hindered Kittle late in the game. Your number one receiver Iuk was fine but he wasn't Ayuk we've seen in previous years dicing up defensive backs cuz Casey's defense is so good. Like they just didn't play like great teams, good teams that win big games, get off the field on third down defensively. They did that today. And they also execute on third down offensively, and they didn't do that today.
3: And I think the the falling behind the sticks and the third and longs, it's it's another I don't know, reason, it another notch in the well, that's why you, you got to just be a little stubborn and run the ball because you're failing on your th- your throws in the second half. The Chief- Chiefs were really good defensively defending the pass yeah. in the second half. They did not allow much in the passing game. Uh, incomplete. Then it's second and 10. You had some unfortunate penalties. That never helps. And, and then you're behind the six and it's second and 15. And you're like, well, we got to throw it. Again, we're not upset. We're not we're not arguing with the, the passing plays that were called on second and 15 and second and 12 and third and eight. Like, of course, you got to throw the ball. Maybe every once in a while, you call a a, a draw to McCaffrey or whoever the running back is on, on second and 12. And, and maybe you catch him off guard, you, you gain eight. But like, no one's going to argue with that. But when you're consistently behind the sticks and maybe you can throw one drive out the window uh you go three and out three passes okay whatever like sometimes Kyle I want you to be more aggressive and you know you just got the pick maybe you're taking a shot deep play action take a shot deep and to Shanahan's credit there were a number of times in this game uh you had one in the first half Debo had one I think early in the third might have been late in the second where they had their men beat down the field. And it looked like it might have been a 40, 45-yard touchdown. And Purdy, there was a little bit of miscommunication with Ayuk. He kind of got caught up in the wash, it looked like, on one of those. Debo, though, had like two steps on his man. He was open. Purdy overthrew him. That happens. Kyle drew that one up well. It was a good play. It goes down as an incomplete pass. Tough break. Deal with it. So I can understand a drive. I can understand a play or two here. Sure. I get it. But when the rhythm of the game and the flow of the game and the the pattern that you're in is incomplete on first down, second and 10. Uh, you, you go backwards in the passing game. You get a penalty, and suddenly you're staring at second and 15 time and time and time and time again. At some point, you got to just say, all right, I'm not getting in this position again. I would much rather face a second and seven than taking a risk, maybe gaining 20, but potentially being in a third and long again. I'm going to play it a little smarter, a little more conservative. I know that's kind of a, a buzzword we use, like, Kyle is so conservative. Like, sometimes it helps and he picked the wrong moments in this one. Again, I can I can understand some of them here and there because it's just the way that the game goes sometimes. and you you don't want to be too predictable. But Kyle was a little too much in in one extreme for me.
4: Yeah, and for Kyle in this one, it just feels like not that the game is too fast for him. There's been so many conversations of he's so afraid to get away from the script, so afraid to get away from, you know, what's on the sheet, and I don't think that's the case, but it does feel like for as much as Kyle has coached and as many big games as he's coached in, there's just certain situations that are too big for him, and he just can't get it done. Now, that doesn't mean winning a Super Bowl. That's not what I mean. I mean the game within the game. Situational downs, certain play calls... It just feels like sometimes, I don't want to say he's outsmarting or trying to outsmart himself, but it just feels like sometimes Kyle gets kind of lost in the shuffle of like going through his papers, like oh uh, that's uh, that's on the fourth page, uh, and it's like okay you don't have time to process it like a computer, like you have to hurry up here, like you can't time to, you can't be on dial up, like we're in the twenty first century, Kyle. Like you're a smart guy, you're like a robot. I get that you know all these plays and you're an amazing play caller. You know far more football than we do. You're going to sit there and grind that tape through more than we ever will. But it seems like, unlike Andy Reid, who had to learn for a long time in Philadelphia, unlike Steve Spagnola, that they know the game within the game, how to do situational drives. Spags was dialing up blitzes. Sometimes he got beat, but he didn't go away from it. He continued to pick his places. Sometimes Kyle doesn't always know when to pick his spots. Sometimes he's too aggressive in certain areas. Sometimes he's too conservative in certain areas. But it seems like in the biggest moments, he's always the wrong one (laughs) in the Super Bowl. In the biggest moments, he's always the opposite of what he needs to be or should be. And it's unfortunate because he's so freaking smart. And he's so good at this job. And
3: he's clearly a very good football coach. Yes, clearly. And I saw a comment on our YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union uh, I apologize. I, I don't have your name. I lost. I lost the, the, the specific chat in the shuffle, um, and I was like, I, "I hear all you guys, all show talking about how bad Kyle Shanahan is and how the Niners should move on from him." First of all, we both we both Never disagree that. with that. We don't think uh, that Shanahan should be fired, and we can guarantee you that he won't be. Right. Uh, but the comment was, "But you're not naming." Anybody that would be better, and that's exactly the point. There's, there's no none. there's no one better available for the 49ers to coach this team than Kyle
4: Shanahan. There's he, one name that you're not gonna bring in. Bill Belichick, he's is not that gonna what work. You're saying Yeah, like that's that's the one I've seen that name name for, that has that's pedigree. <laughs> around and ton. you're not gonna bring him in. No, it's not gonna work. His it's not gonna he's work. He's an old dog that has not learned new tricks. Great coach, one of the greatest of all times. No. No. Kyle is the coach and will be for As long as Zed York says he is, and I think that's going to be a long time. Yeah,
3: but the point is, the reason why we're not saying who should be the replacement is because we don't think there should be a replacement, and there won't be a replacement. Whether you love Kyle, whether you hate Kyle, whether you can forgive him for his Super Bowl shortcomings, whether you can't, he's your head coach for the time being, and for most likely a number of years in the future. Because guess what? Before Shanahan got here, this team wasn't even sniffing the playoffs. And at least this team is consistently in the playoffs and consistently winning playoff games. Every time they've been in the playoffs, they have won two playoff games. Never won three, never won one, never won zero. They've won two playoff games every time they've gotten to the playoffs. Uh, That's it. No more than that. No more than three playoff wins in a single season for the Niners. Kyle Shanahan now in the postseason, uh, eight and four. Eight and four. Two and one, all four postseason trips. Kyle Shanahan each year. 2-1 2-1 in the playoffs every time he goes to the playoffs. Pretty good. I mean, that's one of the best winning percentages for a head coach in NFL history in the playoffs. Legitimately, it is. It's up there with, like, <laughs> Tom Landry and with George Seifert and with, with all of the greats, with Great, Bill yeah. Walsh, with Bill Belichick. Like, it's up there with all of those guys. He, he just hasn't been able to get the big one, which is frustrating as hell, but it is the reality of this Niners franchise they were nothing without before Kyle Shanahan, and now at least they've been to the Super Bowl twice, and they've been to the NFC Championship game for the last five years. All right, back to the phone lines we go here on overtime on ninety-five-seven. The game, it's Grandy and Sterling with you. Up next is Craig. Craig's in San Leandro. Craig, how you doing, man?
5: I'm okay. How you guys doing? We're been better. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not great. <laughs> well, look, uh, so we've lost three Super Bowls now, right? We've lost the last three. Now, uh, yep. Now, you know which one is the worst for this particular 49er fan? Which one? It's the blackout bowl where we couldn't get, what was it, five or seven yards to win our sixth Super Bowl in a row. And there was a lot of drama in that game. Remember the blackout? A mm-hmm. crapper, uh, 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 Nick, hardball. And Roman couldn't get seven yards for our sixth consecutive Super Bowl win. Now we've lost three in a row. Now, one more comment. In my humble opinion, Mr. Lynch needs to hire Mr. Shanahan, an offensive coordinator, to call the plays. And maybe an assistant coach somewhere to manage the clock. Thank you, guys.
3: Yep. Thanks, Craig. Uh, I can tell you that there is maybe there's an addition to the staff made. Shanahan is calling the plays. Yeah. <laughs> no one else is calling these plays.
4: When they're losing what their pass game coordinator, Clint Kubiak, yeah, the the is Saints. saying. So, like, they're they're losing offensive staff members. Don't that...
3: worry. They have another Kubiak who will step up <laughs> in his stead. Is it Clay? Probably Clay. Yes, it's yeah. Clay. <laughs> uh, look. Kyle yeah. will keep turning out. The Kubi-
4: <laughs> Kubi- Kubi- X X pull him out of Kubiak's. Kubiak's specifically. Look, I me and you have already stated this plenty of times. Kyle's not getting fired. No one's replacing him. He's not giving up OC duties. It's just not going to happen. Kyle is the OC. He is the head coach. Yes, he'll have run game coordinators and pass game coordinators to follow what he says. His playbook, his scheme, his details, his coverages, his plays. That's Kyle. Like. You either live with Kyle or you fire Kyle and move on. The reality of it is living with Kyle so far has been a lot more successful than it was before Kyle. Jed York's not changing anything. Yeah, it sucks. They'll go to the media in a couple days in the exit interviews and say, what an awful season this was. We went so far, didn't finish the job. Is it a bust of a season? Yeah, you didn't win the whole thing. It stinks. It sucks. Um, the reality of it is, come April... Shanahan's in that draft room, making selections.
3: With a first-round pick.
4: Exactly. In May, in June, in July, it's the OTAs, the offseason program. He's there coaching. And before you know it, it's October, September, August, and we're right here in the preseason again. And Kyle Shanahan's the head coach of the 49ers. Nothing is changing. He's not getting an assistant. If he needed an assistant, it would have happened after 2019, 2020. Nothing is changing for Kyle Shanahan. It's just, you got to execute better. Got to make better play calls. That's all. That's his mindset. That's Jed York's mindset. That's all it is. Is it how you feel? Maybe not. How I feel? Maybe not. That's Kyle, though.
3: Yeah, it is Kyle. And you're not... Jed York's life was miserable and was legitimately hell through before Kyle Shanahan got here.
4: Say something. Say something, Jed. <laughs> like, he, he was the whipping boy of the media. Well, I mean, he was the reason why
3: the Harbaugh... I mean, it was harbaugh and jedi one of the reasons yes. you don't have a fight without two sides right. he was one of the reasons for it. they did not get along and that was a big reason their distrust of each other dislike of each other was a big reason why harbaugh left and then you had jim Sula and chip kelly and all this terrible disaster that was the era between harbaugh and shanahan and then shanahan came along and they struggled for a couple of years but then they got Bosa, and then they got Debo, and and they figured it out. And Jed York has quietly turned into one of the better owners in the NFL. Technically, not the owner, the CEO. Like he has. His life has improved drastically since hiring Kyle Shanahan, and he's not going to move change away from that right now. Uh, Quickly, I did want to address Bill on the YouTube chat powered by the First NorCal Credit Union talking about that Debo uh, miss down in the end zone uh, by Brock Purdy. Uh, Bill, you're thinking of the one where he was covered and uh, McDuffie made an incredible play breaking it up. There was another one in the second half where Debo had two steps down the right sideline on his man. Off a little pump fake to the right by Purdy, and then Debo breaks down the right side. Uh, That time it was just simply a miss by Debo. Uh, There were two in the end zone to Debo. You're thinking of the one where he was blanketed, and it was a really good coverage, a really good play uh, by Trent McDuffie. Uh, of the Chiefs. All right. Time for a break here on overtime. We got a few more calls to get to. If you want to get in line, we still got time
0: for you. 888-957-9570. It's Grandy and Sterling with you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: Overtime time continues after another Niner Super Bowl loss here at 95-7 the game.
2: Now back to overtime with Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95-7 the game. Welcome back.
3: What are we pushing? Almost four hours? When did we go on? When did this game end? I don't know even... It
4: feels like eternity.
3: I don't either. Even... It's been
4: 29 years, Mark.
3: We've been with you guys all night. Phones have been hot all night. We're coming to you guys here in just a second. It's overtime on 95-7 the game. Grandy and Sterling with you. 25-22 Kansas City wins. The Niners had a 10 nothing lead late in the first half. They were shutting out Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest quarterbacks to have ever played this game of football, despite the fact that he's, what, only 28 years old. He's played six seasons in the NFL. He's been to six AFC championship games. He's been to four Super Bowls, and he's won three of them, and he's 28 years old. And He's done all of that in six seasons as a starter, seven years in the NFL. Two of those wins uh, for Mahomes come at the expense of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. This one, in my opinion, we had a caller who said this one was not the most heartbreaking Super Bowl loss for the Niners. This one takes the cake for me. Maybe it's because it's the third, and maybe because this feeling is getting old. Niners had this one. They had this one, and they let it get away. 25-22 is the final. The Chiefs are victorious. The Niners, uh, they go back to square one. They got to figure this thing out because they need answers, and they need them now because uh, this is a very talented team, but they are, with every passing year where they don't get it done, they are, uh, it's getting tougher. It's getting tougher for them to to figure out a way to get this one done. All right. To the phone lines we go. eight eight nine five seven nine five seven zero 957 9570 Up next is Tim. Tim is actually in Kansas City and he is a Chiefs fan. So we're going behind enemy lines with Tim here on Overtime. Tim, it it takes uh a lot out of me to admit this to you. First of all, congratulations on your Super Congrats. Bowl win and welcome to Overtime. How you doing, Tim?
1: Well, thank you. First of all, I'd just like to say that was a coin flick, it was a coin flip game. It could have went either way. And I can certainly understand how heartbreaking it is to lose that game. But, uh, you know, I had to go I, – I, I watched the Chiefs all my life, and I didn't get to see them win their first Super Bowl till I was, like, 59. So I understand. I think every fan base – there's only one fan base that's going to be happy, and that's who wins the Super Bowl. But my perspective on the game – I've been listening to, you know, yeah, you guys could have ran the ball. That would have helped. But my perspective on the game was – when we got down the red zone, we only went two out of six. So, potentially, we could have scored 47 points. Now, probably wouldn't have scored 47, but I would have liked Andy to keep the ball in, in Patrick's hands so he could throw more passes. I just didn't think we ran the ball very well. I thought your defense was awesome against the run tonight. That's that's my perspective.
4: Yeah. Hey, Tim, but- can I ask you a question? Sure. What's it like having Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback? <laughs> you got to feel like the luckiest man in the world, right?
1: Yeah, especially when you had to go through all those years of, like, Marty Ball, you know, run the ball, ground and pound, and uh, just never having a quarterback to, to get you to the promised land. So when you got Patrick, you, 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 do, you do. You feel comfortable. You know you can still lose a game, but you you feel pretty confident that uh, you got a chance there at the end.
3: Yeah. I Pre- envy you. I'll appreciate you the that. call, Tim. Uh, good perspective. I will say I think the difference, and obviously – Tim, you're a Chief fan. You have Mahomes. That is a major difference. You also don't have all-pro talent at every position on the offense. Yeah. The Niners do. Everywhere. The most efficient offense in the NFL, and per analytics, advanced stats, I know a lot of people just throw that all immediately out of the window. I don't care about the analytics. Per analytics, one of the best offenses in NFL history. NFL history. So – I get it, Tim. Chiefs two for six in the red zone. Niners also struggled in the red zone. Um, Niners have the talent, and they've done it all season, which is what makes it so much more frustrating. Niners have played now three postseason games, never once played anywhere close to their best football game. This, You know, the Chiefs probably played like their three best football games of the season, four best football games of the season in the playoffs.
4: This team today, at least on defense, the offense is so back and forth. They were really inconsistent all day. This defensive performance, maybe outside of the blowout against the Packers in 2019, this may have been their best defensive performance in all of the Shanahan era in the playoffs. Like, I get the Chiefs' offense isn't as explosive, and maybe I'm misremembering a game or two here or there, Maybe I just have blocked out 2019 against Kansas City. Maybe I have. But the way this defense played to literally have one of their biggest weaknesses face it head-on and attack it and shut it down all game, Pacheco was almost a non-factor the whole game. Like, to be able to come in as a 26th-ranked run defense and shut down Pacheco, one of the best running backs in the entire league this year, that's insane. For Steve Wilkes to not play Ambry Thomas, to use three safeties, essentially with Ryan and Brown and Gibson on the field at all times, to lose his starting linebacker and find a way with DFF and Burks. Like, this defense faced adversity coming into this week, faced it in the game, and they met it head-on. And they answered the call almost every single time. So, I know it's a tough loss tonight, but the defense today deserves all the flowers. Chase Young, Gregory... Kinlaw was great. Hargrave was great. They were eating up Casey on the inside. They were containing on the edges. They were tackling in space. Uh, but yes, going back to your point, uh, this Niners team has all pros everywhere. And I know Tim's happy. Congrats, Tim. Congrats, You won a Tim. Super
3: Bowl. Congrats.
4: I hate that I have to tell you that, but I'm sure you're a great guy you're calling in. Thank you for doing so. But I hate having to tell other people congratulations for what should be ours. I'm so tired of that. I wanted tell. I want to have someone tell me, "Hey, Sterling. Hey, Mark. Congrats! Your team won a Super Bowl." <laughs> I want to feel that, and we haven't so far, and it stinks.
3: It does stink. Uh, back to the phones we go. Uh, we Let's see. We do have another f- from enemy li- behind enemy Lions caller. Not from Kansas oh, City. Owen Wilson, but, Gene
4: Hackman. Oh, but from that. another,
3: we will get to that in just a little bit. Uh, so there's a little tease for you. Uh, but up next, he's been waiting patiently. It's Nick in Mountain View. Nick, what's up? You're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Nick, how you doing?
7: Oh, thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah, I got a couple of bones to pick here. Uh, you guys were talking about a third possession. He didn't mean a third possession in the overtime. That's the third possession of the game. First possession is the kickoff. Second possession is the start of the second half. And uh, he wanted the third possession, which is the start of the overtime. That was one thing. Um, and then, I, I don't know, I've, I've had plenty to, to beef about Shanahan years ago, but I am, I'm trying to think of one play where I went, what are you doing? You know, there wasn't that tonight. It was execution, and when these guys come blowing up the middle and Purdy's got somebody in his grill and he's just firing the ball into the ground or <clears throat> throwing it wherever, that's, that's execution. I, 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 I wouldn't have questioned anything if they had blocked in the start of that third quarter and Purdy went and hit a couple of short passes, and you wouldn't have said anything either because they would have had a couple of first downs and it would have been rolling down the field. But, you know, they had two three-and-outs. And but I don't put that on, on Shanahan. I think it's execution. The only thing, and the defense had better execution, as you guys just pointed out. The only thing um, that I could say about any of the schemes, <clears throat> excuse me, schemes or coaches, was that last drive. I didn't think Wilkes met the challenge with five guys standing 10 yards off the scrimmage line. That's He, he needed to send in a blitzer somewhere up the middle, to keep my homes from running through those lanes. And, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm kind of cold, <laughs> um, you know, running through the lanes and, uh, cause they were, like you said, they were pinching him from both sides. So, but when the, it, it mattered, you got guys, 10 yards down the field, thing opens up, he just runs right down the middle and gets 20 yards. So anyway, that's what I had to say about that. I, I think everyone's laying too much on Shanahan. I think, uh, uh it just didn't get done. I think we, need to shore up that offensive line a little bit better. McKivitz didn't have a, you know, his best game. I don't know. Well, you know. There's a lot of things you can point to and and certainly a fumble, uh, and a ball off an ankle, so there were some some bad breaks and just a couple of times when guys just didn't do their job and give it to Kansas City's defense. They played, you know, as well as our defense did. So That's all I have to
3: say. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I agree with you about offensive line help in the offseason, and I agree with you with crediting Kansas City. I do, however, think uh, you did misunderstand Kyle's reasoning. Let's let's play it one more time for those of you who haven't heard it yet or want to hear it again. Asked about why he took the ball to begin overtime. Here is again Kyle Shanahan explaining that decision.
1: This is something we talked about with – you know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win. And um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal. And if if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that.
3: Yeah, so confirm. Kyle Shannon is talking about wanting the third possession of overtime if it got that far. It didn't get that far. The only way it gets that far is if both teams score the same amount of points on each of their first drives of OT If that happens, then it's back to sudden death. Next score wins, and if you get the ball to begin overtime, you also get the ball third. That was Kyle Shanahan's reasoning, which you can understand. uh, It did not work out in favor of Shanahan because the third possession never did happen. Um, but to our caller's credit, I, again, I do agree with his last couple of points there. All right, back to the phones we go. I mentioned another caller from behind enemy lines. This time, though, different enemy lines. Uh, Tim in Philadelphia. I'm not sure if Tim is an Eagles fan, but he joins us here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Tim, what's up?
8: Well, you know what? I lied here, producer, and you absolutely guessed it right. I am an Eagles fan, and this is absolute just, Joy to hearing this right now. Oh man, you Tim! Guys, why you got to do this to
3: us, Tim? It's almost three a.m. back there. Go to bed.
8: <laughs> That's funny. Listen, you guys come to our city back in December, but you know what? You won your Week Thirteen Super Bowl, so congratulations on that. So I would like to say that because you dressed black for a funeral. Hey, Tim, and I was there. Tim. You lost hey, to this
3: team up? last year in the Super Bowl too, man. You forget that?
8: You know what? I'm thirty-one years old. And guess what? At least I've seen one Super Bowl in my lifetime. That's point. Okay. I know you guys You guys can dig your VHS, uh, you know, tapes from 1994. <laughs> and the best part about this is you complain about Cowboys fans, but you guys can be buddy-buddy now because none of you guys
4: have won a Super Bowl in 30 years. <laughs> hey, Tim, uh, how was the couch this year? Was it nice? Hey, you know. All right, okay, you lost you to know, Baker Mayfield, Tim. You lost to Baker Mayfield. And we beat the Lions. That beat Baker Mayfield as well. You lost to Baker okay. Mayfield, man, and your entire exactly. season crumbled down after losing to us. Lenore knocked the winning out of your running back, very swift. Don't call in here Do you want to talk crap on the Niners and all this stuff. And hey, look, I respect you, Tim. I get it. You got a championship. Yeah, no, we're hanging up on. That don't way. don't call in here. And I get it. We lost tonight. It stinks. We're trying to cope through it. I respect you, Tim. Be <laughs> happy. Your team. Your team won one in your last. i cool. Oh. You literally <laughs> didn't score. More than 14 points against the Buccaneers. You know
3: you know what that tells me? In the me? first round. We got
4: an Eagles fan
3: calling in to our postgame show, and we are pouring out our emotions after a tough Super Bowl loss. It's great stuff. It's great. The Niners are still in the Eagles' heads.
4: Rent free. Because guess what? They know even after this. When did their season end? Like a month ago now? It, it's so funny. Like, Tim, respect you. Call in whenever you want to. You're
3: a 31-year-old dude calling in <laughs> at
4: 3 a.m. I mean, hey, ma- maybe he as Mondays of off. I don't want to disrespect him like that, but Tim, no, go
3: no, Tim, no, you're done.
4: Me and Tim can be fine. We can be friends. You're That's done. That's all. I get it. It's banter. I but- gave
3: you an opportunity to be
4: friendly <laughs> about it. I'm uh, telling the Chiefs fan. He lied to Chris? He lied to Chris.
3: Yeah, you don't get a lie to Chris <laughs> on my watch. No, 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 no. But no, 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 no.
4: But but two actually, he did have a point there, and I made it earlier too that the Niners feel like the Bills feel like the Cowboys. And I hate saying that, but when you lose three Super Bowls in a row, I believe San Francisco and the Cowboys are one year apart in their Super Bowl wins. Like, it's 95 or 94, 95. Like, there's a one-year separation, I believe. It's like, there's a, the same amount of time in between them winning a championship. I, I already forgot
3: his name. His name was Tim. Was that his name? Tim from Philadelphia, does that sound right? There was an eagle at the Super Bowl today. Do you know who that was? It was Dom DeSandro. Yeah, why was he there? Because he was saying hi to Andy Reid, the one that got away from the Chiefs or from the Eagles.
4: And then you also have Javon Hargrave, who Mm. I think Philadelphia wished they had this year because Jordan Davis and – Who was the rookie again they had? Uh, The young kid, defensive tackle, who was crying on the sidelines when you (laughs) lost to San Francisco in Week 13. I get it. You're a young team. You got Kellen Moore, and you got Vic Fangio's outdated defensive scheme. Every single defensive coordinator, Philadelphia, that has a Fangio style got fired, including Fangio this year. Good luck, and see you next year. Good luck. Like, and good night. (laughs) Like, come on. Have they hired an offensive coordinator yet? Kellen Moore.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, which, I honestly, mean, okay. I think probably a decent hire. He's but
4: fine.
3: We'll but see. We'll see. All right, we got another call to get you here on Overtime on 7 The game up next is Richard in Belmont. Richard, you cannot possibly be worse than our last <laughs> call. Not not a tough right. act to follow, Richard. How you doing?
8: All right. You hear me? Yeah, we got, we got you, you. We got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, reason I'm calling. First, I wanted to say uh, I remember about three or four weeks ago I'm watching – and I'm uh, maybe watching or listening to a Chiefs game, and I'm from, I grew up in Chicago, a Bears fan, but I've lived here like 30 something years. <clears throat> and I remember I called the station. And I said, "You know, the team to worry about is the Kansas City Chiefs." And I forget who was talking, you know, but they thought that was silly, you know. The Chiefs might not even make the playoffs. They're dropping the ball. I said, "No, it's not Baltimore. It's not Buffalo. But maybe it's right right a Buffalo game." But I said. The Chiefs are the team that you guys need to worry about. And Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the NFL now. And one more thing I'd like to say. Uh, when you said, you know, you guys should win a Super Bowl, like, as you should get it, hey, I'm a Bears fan. I remember I grew up, I, I was, like, born in the 50s. So I went through the 80s, and I watched the Bears and the Niners. And there was a couple Super Bowls the Niners won where the Bears were eliminated. And if that wasn't for the Niners, the Bears could have won probably three Super Bowls in the 80s instead of one. So don't feel, you know, it does. nobody deserves it. It shouldn't be handed to anybody. Bears fans could tell you that, too. It happens that way. But nobody should be given because it's like entitled to them. And I said about three weeks ago, look out for Kansas City.
3: That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, Richard, I mean, certainly if – if you were to say like a month ago when I think there was not a ton of belief that the Chiefs were going to get to the Super Bowl, yep. but if you were to say the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, I mean, you're scared. You're freaking because they figured something out. They put it together. They yep. got there, and they got the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Richard, uh, you know, you're saying now Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He's been the best quarterback in the league yeah. for five years now.
4: Probably since 2020, right? Or Twenty one, The MVP
3: the first year he was a starter. Yeah, but you know, Brady, Brady was still, was still there, around, and Brady but, beat I mean, him in
4: the Super Bowl. So since 2021, it's been Mahomes. It's
3: not. It's not new at this no, point. No, and no.
4: Even if he wasn't the guy, he was number two. Like he's been, he's been at the top for a while. And I get it. You know, to Rich's point, Niners beat Chicago in 85 and 89. Like there've been a lot of. No one's saying San Francisco deserved to win today. I think they did play winnable football for three and a half quarters. I think the defense played winnable ball for four quarters, to be honest with you. The offense didn't. Shanahan didn't. I, th- I think Wilkes. it's really hard to contain any NFL team for four quarters. And so I can't blame the Niners' defense for breaking in overtime. And even that drive of Kansas City took 13 plays over seven minutes. It took him a long time. A lot of third downs. And, I, I, and a
3: fourth I, down. I don't
4: know who the caller was, but he mentioned he would have wanted to see Steve Oaks Steve dial up the blitz. They did on a third and six. They blitzed, and short crosser, Rasheed Rice, boom, 13 yards, gets you in Niners territory.
3: There was another one to McKinnon, if memory serves.
4: Uh, I don't see it on the play call, but... Maybe I misremember. Maybe but, but that was still, a blitz
3: from earlier in the game. But,
4: like, they blitzed. They brought the pressure. And as simple as it is, because he mentioned, I forget who it was again, but why are they playing 10 yards back? It's The whole point is don't get beat behind you. Don't give up that touchdown. Make the open field tackle. Get you on third and sixth. Get you on fourth and four. Hope you can get a stop. But
3: I also think at that point when you're in overtime, yeah. you're exhausted. Mm. You're, you're emotionally battered. You're bruised. It's...
4: You're more prone to get beat over the top.
3: I almost feel like, uh, defensively, I can throw what happened in overtime yeah. out the window. It doesn't even matter like,
4: to me. Like the loss sucks, but OT defense, whatever. Like, you played lights out football gonna for four quarters. Like, y- eventually you're gonna break, and they did, and it sucks. But
3: shouldn't have even been in that position.
4: Uh, man.
3: All right, we got a, a little bit of time left for you. If you want to get in quick, now's your time. We got open phone lines for you for the first time all Ooh. night. 888-957-9970. is a... We, we do have a an Eagles fan, at least a Philadelphia guy. He's got, I think, Bryce Harper as his uh, oh, that's photo on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, who is spamming the chat. Kevin, keep it up. Keep spamming. We appreciate the engagement. just helps
4: the analytics, my We
3: appreciate the engagement. Keep it going, Kevin. Uh, thank you so keep much. Keep it going, Kevin. We appreciate it. Love you. Love, love all of our listeners out oh, there in man, Philadelphia. Man. Keep it going. Um... This one is on, this is hard to get over, but honestly, that that Eagles fan calling in kinda put, puts a little it, smile yeah. on my face.
4: <laughs> when when you lose a game like this, it's like, how can I impose my will on somebody else? And knowing that misfortunate Philadelphia Eagles fans still haunts them that we're in their head rent free uh, makes me really really happy. You
3: you would think that um, you know you you would think that what happened to the Eagles last year would uh maybe change their perspective this time around, but I guess that's just as we said earlier, how much Niners are are in the, the Eagles the Eagles heads. But to the to the caller's point and to be fair to him, uh he does know what a Super Bowl feels like. You and he I does. don't. He does. Um and this feeling is getting incredibly old. And I I have I don't necessarily I feel like I'm running out of faith in terms of confidence that this this era of players, this group of players is going to win a Super Bowl, but I am confident that Shanahan still gives them the best chance. But just time and time again dealing with the heartbreak and realizing that it's going to be more difficult moving forward, right? it just feels less and less likely. But I still feel like they are on the right path to getting it done. We just don't know if it's ever going. Like, up to this
4: point, I felt confident that at some point it was going to happen. Now yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. I really don't know. And maybe it's just because of the fan in us. Like, this one is so demoralizing. Where, imagine being a player. Like, you don't ever want to watch. Or, like, imagine walking back into Levi's for your media day. Exit interviews. Like, you're sick to your stomach. Like, you go home. From Vegas, I'll be a short flight. You go back to NorCal after a whole week, two weeks now, actually, of just a bunch of nonsense. You got the fire alarms, you got the field. You come out there, play your best ball, and you come up short, and you have to look somebody in the eyes. And Fred Warner talked about Dre Greenlaw and mentioned that he got in the locker room once Dre tore his Achilles, and you know they brothers, they're they're basically brothers, right? looked at him in the eyes and was like, hey man, like, we're going to get this for you. Like, don't worry. Like, we're going to go out there and we want to win this for you. And then you realize that Fred Warner's likely not going to be lined up next to Dre Greenlock for the majority of next year. Now, maybe it isn't too severe. Maybe he recovers really quickly, which is great. He has an entire offseason that certainly helps. He's, he's going to have, I don't know, what, eight months, nine months to get back on the field, which isn't a lot of time, but... Maybe it's enough. Maybe it comes back in December and January for a playoff run, that would be great. But when you realize Fred Warner's not gonna be there, or excuse me, Greenlaw's not gonna be next to Warner next year. Chase Young, likely gone, who was awesome in this game. Gregory, likely gone. Clelen Farrell, who was good all year, got hurt, didn't play in this game, is probably gonna be gone. You're gonna have Nick Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, Kinlaw, probably gone. And Drake Jackson, up up a torn or a knee injury. Like, you're going to have a lot of holes to fill and they can be there on the right track. Those guys can all play great next year and they'll be in the exact same spot they were this year with a chance to win it all. Maybe it happens. But I don't know if my faith is lost, but it's certainly diminished. Yeah, I'm faithful. I'm sure you are too, Mark, but maybe it's the moment it hurts and you just kind of shake it off and get over it in a few days. But I do think there's a portion of the fan base that Is sitting back like, I don't know if this is the group. I don't know if this is the team. I don't think it's the coach, and I don't blame him. You got to pay Purdy in two years. You don't know. Like this was the best chance.
3: Yeah, you you can win in the future, but this was the best chance. Like, the Niners can win a Super Bowl next year, two years from now, three. Like whatever, and you're still going to look back at the 2024 Super Bowl as that was ours. Biggest gut punch. Like you could win and you will lessen how bad this one feels, but it's still going to be that was ours and and we let it we let it go. We we let it slip through our fingers, which is a really really difficult emotion to process. Now you hope that they get one, but you never know. You never know. It's it's not easy to get back to this game. Look how difficult it was for the 49ers to get a second chance. And now they need a third chance. It's rough. All right, we got one last call to get to. We will do that momentarily. First, uh, you are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HC1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered by the first NorCal Credit Union, Uh, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. Uh, Let's uh, bring us home. Up next, and uh, the final caller of the night here on Overtime is Percy in Oakland. Percy, what's up? You're on overtime on 95-7 the game. How you doing?
2: I'm good, guys. How are you? Uh,
3: we're, we're, we're dealing with this loss.
2: Um, My thing was, like, I know that you guys are saying the defense played well, but some of it is also on the defense and special teams. The most important extra point, literally, in the freaking game, you had it blocked. And I know you can't say it's on Moody, people want to say it, whatever, but you just can't have it. Like I don't know if it's on the kicker. I don't know if it's on the lineman. But you can't have that freaking extra point block. Then the defense themselves in the second half. It's got to be some of it, right? Whenever the offense answered, literally answered Kansas City, I think, what, four times they surrendered the lead. And you just can't do that in the big game. So, like I said, uh, some of it's got to be on the defense, too. And then the, there's some officiating where I saw some holds where literally the, the the lineman for Kansas City was holding the inside shoulder pads of, 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 of Nick Bosa. I mean, that's got to be seriously, seriously reviewed
3: yep Percy appreciate the call I honestly was fine with the officiate. we really need new phones
6: T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee is 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
3: For the most part today, you could yeah. look you could look at almost any single play in the NFL and say that there was a hole that, that didn't go call. That's just kind of the nature of it, especially in the postseason. Um officiating is not on my radar at all when it comes to this game. Like not, not, a not I think top they lost. not top ten no. anywhere in my mind.
4: There is so much actual football that costs San Francisco.
3: Yeah. And to answer your question, Percy, I think the missed extra point was more on Moody than anything else. Mm-hmm. He barely got that thing out. Above the ground. I mean, it was barely yeah. over the line of screen, or the line over the 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 line of defenders.
4: Yeah,
3: and then the guy snapping the ball like the long. It was it was barely overhead of those guys.
4: And at that point, okay, so yeah, they miss a PAT. Maybe it changes, like you said, plenty of times. Maybe it changes Kansas City's offensive mindset late in the game. Yeah, so that Maybe that, that would have made a it. That
3: would have made it a four-point game. It would have been twenty to sixteen. Uh, or pardon me, it would have made it seventeen to thirteen. The Chiefs then kick a field goal with 5.46 left. Maybe they still kick that field goal, but maybe they go for it on fourth and short. Let's say they kick the field goal. Okay, they're down one. Niners go down get a field goal. Okay, they're up four then. Then the Chiefs, down four, go all the way down the field, and then instead of kicking the 29-yard field goal, guess what? They go for the end zone, and maybe they get it in the end zone, and then maybe they win. <laughs> so if the Niners got the extra point, they very well could have lost in overtime. It would have come down to a do-or-die play for the Chiefs near the goal line, no matter how you, you splice it up. So extra point, miss, bad, obviously. But you could have very easily still lost the game. It would have changed the calculus of the game. The Chiefs would not have been playing for a field goal. They would have been playing for a touchdown, and knowing Mahomes, they might have gotten it, honestly. You could have easily lost in, over, or in regulation if you made the extra point. You'll never know how it would have worked out. Maybe your defense comes up with one stop and you win. But maybe not. So I, I'm i not really going to waste too much time thinking about that missed extra point because I don't think it really was. It, it's not a guarantee you were going to win the game if you made it. No, it, And I'm not going to waste time thinking about it.
4: Yeah. It, like, okay, it happened, whatever. Like, there's, again, so so many other examples of how you didn't execute two
3: turnovers
4: not capitalizing on their turnovers yeah it's sometimes like yes i think sf cheese played a great game i don't want to discredit them at all they're champions congratulations you've won three you've won two in a row i despise you (laughs) because i hate saying that but sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way like kansas city fumbled what six times was it six? Five or six. I believe it was five. six. Maybe it was five. So it was five. They recovered four of them. Yep. And some of them bounced right into the hands of their own players. You can't prevent that. Your
3: defense did its job. And the Niners fumbled twice, and the Chiefs recovered both. Exactly. Th- that's but, the. I mean, that's the game right there. Yeah. You didn't fall on their fumbles. They fell on yours.
4: And you got one interception and didn't scuff it. Like, it's stuff yep. like that that, like, football is such a, such a complex sport. There, There's chess and checkers, the game within the game. Like you can look at every single play. It really is a very simple reason as to why San Francisco lost. Kansas City capitalized on your turnovers, and you didn't capitalize on your takeaway. It's really that simple. If San Francisco scores seven off the of Jaya Brown, or even a field goal, scores a field goal on the Jair Brown pick, maybe they win the game. It at least gives you a better chance. If they don't fumble the ball, which Again, the ball bounces weird, but if you don't fumble the ball from Luter and McLeod, maybe you win the game. Like it yeah. really comes down to just the ball landing in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and you're not capitalizing.
3: Yeah. All right, uh, we got to wrap things up here on overtime. We're gonna do what we always do to, to close this we'll out. Uh, we got to hand out game oh, balls. Okay. I don't really know where to go with this. Um, by the way, to, to make you feel a little bit better before we do get on out of here, that uh, that Philly fan who was spamming the chat ever since we called him out, he has not. He stopped spamming the chat. Ah, so, mission he's a front
4: runner like all the Philadelphia Mich- Eagles. Are.
3: Didn't want to get called out. Once he got called out, he disappeared.
4: Hargrave's gone. Now, Son Reddick <laughs> one's out. Who else wants to leave? Dylan Hurts. I don't uh, want to play Philadelphia anymore. Man.
3: All right, uh, game balls. Um... My tears. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do.
4: Uh, I mean, do do you want to give one to Mahomes? I mean, I feel like you got it, right? You You can take that one. Go ahead. I mean, why wouldn't it be Mahomes? But I will say this.
3: 66 rushing yards.
4: I will. The only reason as to why he's getting one is because of what he did in overtime. He threw a pick in this game. He threw the ball. 46 times. Like, they did what we exactly said they had to do. Make Mahomes beat them. I think San Francisco beat themselves a, a, a lot of the time, especially on offense to pull away from them, but he was sacked three times. Like, turned the ball over once, but in overtime, when it mattered most, he was perfect. 8 for 8, had 69 of his team's 75 yards on their final drive, including the game-winning touchdown. It pains me to say this, but Patrick Mahomes has to get a game ball.
3: He does. Uh, He definitely deserves one. Um, Maybe the most obvious one for the Niners, I guess there's a couple, at least offensively, Uh, Juwan Jennings gets a game ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, he Big threw time. a touchdown on a double pass uh he threw it to, to Christian McCaffrey it was a dangerous ball there was that ball was in the air for so long uh i thought it was going to be like a pick six the other way for yeah. for a bit it's one of those dangerous kind of passes side to side um you know east west not north south and it it, it was dangerous (laughs) McCaffrey caught it ran into the end zone for a touchdown that was a great moment in this game then he also caught one he broke a tackle carried a couple of defenders with him from 10 yards out he got into the end zone had four total catches had a huge third down conversion late in regulation as well uh Juwan Jennings gets the game ball 100 percent he was he was incredible in this game uh Offensive weapons not named McCaffrey, not named the offensive player of the year. Juwan Jennings was the next best niner.
4: Uh, I'm going to give you a two-for-one special All because right. why not? It's the last game of the year. I'm going to say Nick Bosa and Chase Young. Uh, Chase Young being criticized for his effort. His effort was stupendous tonight. Uh, but Nick Bosa and Chase Young contain the edge, force Mahomes back up inside, Uh, Nick Bosa had six tackles. He had two tackles for loss. They were great in the running game. He also had three quarterback hits. There was a lot of pressure on Mahomes all night, and that really is kudos to what San Francisco's edge rushers and defensive line did. Uh, Chase Young, he had one sack, one tackle for loss. So between them, one sack, uh, three tackles for loss, and five quarterback hits. I thought both of those players, uh, Bosa being one of the highest paid defensive players in the entire league, I think he actually is the highest paid defensive player. And Chase Young, former defensive rookie of the year, a top two pick. Uh, In the biggest moments of the game, they were getting pressure. They're making plays, and they give they gave San Francisco a chance to win this game over and over and over again.
3: Um, I can't bring it. I don't have it within me to (laughs) to give the Chiefs another one. Um so I'm gonna just I'll go the other obvious one offensively. McCaffrey did fumble on the opening drive, but he had 160 yards from scrimmage, eighty. on the ground 80 through the air had a touchdown 30 total touches I would have liked to see him get those 30 touches in a different way Uh, some a little more early in the third quarter uh, but he got 30 he got 160 total yards and had a touchdown Uh, he is still even in the game like this where he fumbles the ball he's still the Niners machine offensively uh, and they're not close to winning this game without him so McCaffrey a deserved game ball for one of the more incredible seasons in NFL history.
4: I will give an honorary one to Spagnola. I thought he was great down the stretch. Uh, We know how good they've been in the entire playoffs. Um, Spags and Shanahan was going to be the big matchup, and Spags, for a bunch of different reasons, came out on top. But I do want to give one to a player who's likely not going to be brought up much in the next few days, uh, Chris Conley. Brought in You're right.
3: That's a great call. Like
4: brought in during training camp, wasn't supposed to make the roster, a practice squad guy, uh, elevated him. He got signed to the main roster, and he was all over the field today. Uh, when Debo was out, when Ayuk was out, when Kittle was out, Conley had one catch. Uh, oh, excuse me, he had one catch, 18 yards, um, on one target, but on special teams as a gunner was phenomenal, making plays. He made Richie James irrelevant. He made punt returning for Kansas City mean and nothing. And Wisnowski was great in the game for them, getting field position. But Conley, just awesome, putting the defensive positions to stop Mahomes, get three and outs. He was incredible. Today.
3: And he had a big third down catch. Yeah,
4: yeah. He, Chris when Conley was Conley
3: awesome. and Ray Ray and who else were on? Oh, Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell yeah. were on the field <laughs> instead of Ayuk, Debo, and McCaffrey, yeah. and they got a third down conversion. They were awesome. And then the next play, they threw it to Ray Ray over the middle for a big gain. It was that was one of the more wild moments of this game. Uh, I guess, quickly, final uh, game ball... I mean, the kickers in this game were kind of amazing. The missed extra point aside, 7-for-7 field goals. And twice we had a new Super Bowl record for longest field goal made. Uh, Jake Moody made a 55-yarder, the first score of the game. At that point, an NFL record for longest field goal made in the Super Bowl. And then Harrison Butker, with five minutes to go in the third, made one from 57. Butker would add um, more field goals. He made four. Moody would add another 53-yarder. He made three in total. So I think the kickers... Deserve a shout-out specifically, though, uh, to Harrison Butker, who now holds the record for the longest-made field goal in Super Bowl history. And, uh, yeah, there's the game balls, and and that'll do it for overtime.
4: Did we mention Logan Ryan?
3: Uh, You can if you want.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say I do want to give Logan Ryan and Lenore a lot of credit tonight. Lenore's big fumble, forced fumble, but also Logan Ryan, who – Off the bench, off the street, going on a cruise, Disney cruise, called him up, said, we need you. Cool, I'll be there. And it's playing in the Super Bowl. And I thought played pretty well, guarding Travis Kelsey. And for a half, one catch, one yard. I get second half wasn't what you wanted, but for a half, Logan Ryan played really well.
3: Yeah, uh, Fred Warner as well, 13 tackles, led the team, doing it without his running mate for a lot of it as well. Uh, Fred Warner, obviously, I mean, you expect that. All-pro Fred. He was great again, great. Uh, and he, he might have to do it without his running mate for a lot of next season and not the whole thing as well. Because if you missed it, uh, Dre Greenlaw has torn his Achilles, and that is generally uh, at least a year recovery. Um, but who knows? Purdy came back way earlier than we expected from a torn UCL. Maybe Greenlaw comes back earlier than expected from an Achilles. But that's a conversation for the offseason and not for tonight, or should I say, Early this morning because it is past midnight here Pacific Standard <laughs> Time, and that means it's time for us to get the hell out of here and to send you guys uh, away and, and and to get some sleep uh, because we're gonna need it to recover from this Niners loss in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs final score twenty five to twenty two. Before we do get on out of here, I just want to thank everyone involved uh, with overtime. This has been an awesome season to be with you guys. Every after every single game, except for one, when there was, I think, a conflict with the Warrior game, <laughs> we've been with you every single time after Niner games this season, and it has been absolutely our pleasure, my pleasure. It's been so much fun. Uh, so shout out to all the listeners, everyone calling in, all the people on the Comcast Business Text Line, the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Chris. Thanks to Craig, who was with us early Craig. in the season. Shout out, Craig, if you're listening. I know you're not. Um, but <laughs> it's it's been a ton of fun. It's been a ton of fun doing this with you, Sterling, all season long. And uh, who knows what next year holds. But I'd love to be – well, I guess you're going to be gone. Never yeah. mind. So I'd, shows... I'd love to be back on this show next year. But it's been great right. doing <laughs> this one with you this season.
4: Yeah, this is uh, – thought it was going to end in a big one. But, yeah, this is, uh, well, I guess unofficially official, my last – Overtime show on 9 5, 7 the game for a while, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, uh, not the way we want to go out, but uh, very proud of this team. Proud of what we did here for 18-plus weeks a full season. Started in OTAs all the way to preseason, and and here we are. Like, who would have thought? I think everyone did, <laughs> but uh, what a crazy season. Been a lot of fun, a lot of great stories. Brock Purdy, who would have ever thought he'd be this good? Uh, I get you lost tonight. We all lost tonight. It sucks, but um, I guess there's always next season.
3: Yeah. Also, shout out to Alan Stiles, who we hosted the show Alan, with at the very beginning of the yes, season, and yes. then he got a full time job in in Sacramento, hosting uh, hosting radio out there. Who was he was in Vegas? So shout out to Alan yeah. Stiles. Met
4: Cam Newton, very big height discrepancy. Between yeah, he looks
3: tiny <laughs> in that picture. If you don't follow Alan on Twitter, follow him and, and go find that oh, picture so because it, he Cam Newton made Alan look like a very very small human. Tiny man. Um, but yeah. Appreciate everybody. It's been so much fun bringing you overtime here on ninety-five seven. The game. Wish it could have ended uh, in a uh, in a, in a better fashion, in a more celebratory fashion. Uh, but it's been great being with you all season long here on overtime on ninety-five seven. The game. And because we went so late, you don't have to wait that long until we got more local Niners reaction here on ninety-five seven. The game beginning at five in the morning. Uh, and then you've, of course, got Bonte and Shasky, 6 a.m. They are still in Vegas. They will be doing a show from our sister station in Vegas, but you'll hear it right here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, if I know Bonte and Shasky, uh, I know that you are not going to want to miss tomorrow morning. It might be disappointing. It might be frustrating. It might be, it, it might be, I don't know, disheartening. It might be depressing, uh, but it's going to be can't-miss radio, so you guys should definitely tune in tomorrow. And then Steiny and Goo from 10 to 2, Willard and Dibbs, from two to six as well. All right, that'll do it for overtime in this 2023 season, the 2024 postseason. One final time for our crew here today, for Chris, for Sterling, my name is Mark Randy, signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in to overtime right here on
0: 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?